0: It's always good to, to gather on Christmas. I love the Christmas Eve service and uh, just the chance to come together as a family and, and celebrate the Lord and really focus on uh, the true meaning of Christmas. I was having a conversation with uh, my grandson, Charlie, this afternoon, and, and uh, he asked me what was my favorite thing about Christmas, and, and I said, I, I don't know, Charlie, I, you know, I like all the food, I like the cookies, and Charlie just shook his head and said, no, Rev, it's Jesus' birthday. That's the best thing. <laughs> so maybe I should have let him preach tonight, but uh, maybe maybe next Christmas, Charlie. Okay, so be ready. He doesn't even hesitate. He's ready. So uh, Christmas is a, is a time of searching. It really is. And, and some of you know that and you know it all too well because you've been searching. You, you've been for the last weeks, maybe some of you for months, you've been searching. You, you've been looking for presents. You've gone here and you've gone there. Maybe you've gone to stores and you've, you're searching for that perfect present. You wanna find the perfect present for that perfect person. Or maybe you wanna find a perfect present for that imperfect person, whichever way it may go. But you're looking, you know, presents for, for family members, for friends. Uh, Maybe you're looking for a present for a spouse or or maybe uh, for a fiancé or maybe for somebody that you hope might be a fiancé. And you're searching and you're looking. And then it kind of shifts as it gets closer to Christmas, right? You stop searching for other people's presents and you start searching for your own. And you wonder, you know, where is it? You know, what closet is it in? What bed is it under? Whose trunk is it locked up in? Where can I find my present? Because you need to find it in adequate time so that you can open it, try it on, do something with it, put it back in the box, rewrap it, get it back to where, it's, where it belongs before Christmas, right? Everybody does that, right? I, am I the, I'm not the only one, surely. Okay, we're going to start a support group. But that's searching. And Christmas really is a, a searching time. Uh, Francis Frangipane said this. He said, take a day, take a week, take a month, and do nothing but seek Jesus. And then he went on to say, what could be more important than finding Jesus? And once you find him, determine to live the rest of your life loving him and pursuing his glory, really and truly, that that is what Christmas is about. It's about the pursuit of Jesus. Now, in the Gospels, we have a couple of Christmas stories, and it's the same story, but it's told different ways. Uh, in In the Luke story, the focus is kind of on shepherds. We, we we read about shepherds who the angels go and they tell the shepherds, "Hey, this." The, the king has been born. You need to go. You go to Bethlehem and, and find him. And they tell, him, tell them uh, how he will be. But they don't tell him, uh, the, the angels don't tell the shepherds, you know, they don't give him like a, a sat-nav, as Jordan would say. They don't give him, you know, the ways, pl- plug this address in, and it will take you right to the house. They just say Bethlehem. And so they go. Now, we've kind of blended all these stories, and we just believe that there's a star in every story. But the shepherds didn't have the star. Only the magi had the star. The shepherds were just told, go to, go to Bethlehem and find the baby. Do you think they did some searching? They're going to find the baby who is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. I think they're going door to door. I think they're looking and they're trying and they're searching, but but they do find him and they worship him. But I want to look tonight at the Matthew story. The Matthew story is a little different and uh, it focuses on, uh, we call them, some people call them kings, some call, some call them wise men, some call them magi. We, we say three, it never says that there were three. Uh, it only lists three gifts and so we assume that there were three, but, but who knows? Uh, so let's take a look at that. In Matthew chapter 2, it reads like this, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where's the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Lord, I pray that that you would speak to us tonight. It's a story that we've read so many times story of of the things that took place around your birth and after your birth. And uh, we pray that tonight, if there's something new that you want to speak into our hearts or something that you want to to capture our attention that never has before, that you would give us ears to hear what you want to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's the interesting thing about these magi. Uh, They traveled It's estimated up to 800 miles to find this baby. 800 miles. And they're either walking or riding camels. Not the most comfortable way to travel. But they were determined to find this child king. Now, most scholars believe that the Magi arrived after the shepherds had come and gone. And so they weren't actually there right after the birth. Could have been days, maybe even longer. Uh, but they arrive and they come. They don't come to receive from the king. They don't come expecting to get something back from this baby. They come to give. They come bringing gifts and they come to worship. Now here's the interesting fact uh, to me in this whole story is they we don't even really know. They're, they're foreign magi from another place. We don't know what kind of faith they have. We don't know what their worship is like, what kind of religion maybe they have. We just know that they want to find Jesus. Now, six miles away. So they travel 800 miles to find him. Six miles away from Bethlehem in Jerusalem are the religious leaders of the day. And when Herod calls them and asks them, what what do you know? These guys are going, they say a king is being born, and they're going looking for him. What do you know about that? Where is this child going to be born? And the religious leaders, because it was their job to study the scriptures, to study the prophecies, to study the signs of the coming of the Messiah, they know, and they quote directly from Micah, and they say, Bethlehem. It's going to be born in Bethlehem. They knew. The Magi go 800 miles looking for a, a, a king, a child king, that they had no prophecies about. They just saw a star, and they heard a word from the Lord, and they went. And these men who were experts, they didn't travel six miles. They stayed in Jerusalem. Six miles was too far for them to go. 800 miles was not too far. And it really comes down to this. Some people just want to know things. Other people want to know things. The Magi wanted to worship a king. The scribes and the Pharisees, the experts in the law and the religion, wanted to be experts about the Messiah. The Magi wanted to know him and worship him. We have a chance this year. It's Christmas. We have a chance to do it again. We can do it the same way we've always done it, or we can do it differently. We can make the choice of intentionally pursuing him, We can take a day, we can take a week, we can take as long as it takes to find Jesus because there's nothing more important than finding him. But here's the thing that I want to leave you with that I want you to remember if you forget everything else is that whether you're looking for him or not, he is looking for you. The search that we think magi started or the shepherds started or even the search that, that we think we started when we were looking for that perfect Christmas present that was not the first search the first search started way back before time even began when God created a people to be the object of his affection and his pursuit From that time until this has been that you would know him intimately. Know that you are loved by him and have an opportunity to in return love him, follow him, and obey him. So that you can spend eternity with him. That is the message of Christmas. And that is the message that I hope will play in your mind tonight when you lay down to sleep in anticipation of tomorrow. God loves you. He's been after you your whole life. If you've never said yes to him, I hope that this will be the year that you turn, face him, and say yes. If you've said yes, just say it again. Say it again and say it again and keep saying it every day for the rest of your life.